Wow, it's the illusion reporting from somewhere on spaceship Earth. Good afternoon, good evening, and good morning, wherever you may be. It is May 3rd. Is it May? May 3rd. March, April, May. Yeah, May 3rd. May 3rd. All right, here we are. Well, we're going to have a uh, solution-based talk this morning. I'll be here for approximate till 11, the 11 o'clock hour. And um, we're going to check in here. So, again, as a person who can only really comment on my own information field. I've had some, uh, so, okay, this is, this is how I'm going to break this down. I'm going to talk about the, some of the people I know that are advocating for burning everything down and going in and working to change their perspective. And then I'm going to talk about the, the straight data points about Minneapolis, because I think that is the, uh, that is, you don't need to go look any f- further than there for, for a wealth of information. And then I'm going to talk to you about some, some basic solutions to, the, uh, to these problems of police brutality in black communities. And all communities, for that matter. So let's uh, let's go again. I, again, where I think that 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 where again this thing's gotten hijacked. I think there is a unified, biracial, multi-dimensional understanding that the abuse and murder of George Floyd was criminal. And I think that there's a pretty universal understanding that there has been an overwhelming amount of abusive and deadly tactics employed by militarized police force in all of our cities. And that it's pretty bad. So so when we see what's going on is is again i i'm gonna be thankful that we made it through last night relatively unscathed there was huge there was a huge protest in la down at the mayor at the mayor's house which good because uh and it was generally non-violent and uh those who were committed those who were breaking that again, I, I'm going to go to the Constitution. You have a constitutionally protected freedom to peaceably assemble. That's it, peaceably assemble, and address your grievances. And I and I'm a wholehearted supporter of that. But with that said, condoning violence on any level is is basically to be the same mentality of the cop who killed George Floyd. It's a, it's a question of, of right and wrong. It's super, it's super that way. So I reached, I, I, 
I got mad yesterday. So I, I try to live the life of someone who doesn't get into low frequency energies, anger, hatred, violence, destruction, any of those low frequency angers. So one of my, my friends that I truly respect, who has always been a beacon of calm, intellectual pursuit, had gone down the path of justifying looting and violence in the name of freeing the oppressed black communities. And, and I had an, I have another friend who's, who's been talking to people out there. And so I, there's a, there's a, I want to say there's one group here, like, look, I'm going to, I'm going to stick to my lane on this one, that the people in the, the people in the white community that are advocating violence and destruction in the name of the black community are all white liberals with resources, money, safe homes away from the inner cities. Okay. And, and, and my friend I speak of, I speak of with love. I love this human being. So I saw a, a, his put, you know, because Instagram's a wasteland now. Instagram's become the new Facebook. It's no longer about sharing pictures of your backside grinds or your beautiful sunsets. It's become a tool. It's become Facebook all of a sudden. Like in the last week, Instagram just turned into Facebook. So Instagram's a useless platform now to uh, to convey anything. So he was posting some stuff that that to me was a lower frequency energy. And, and I, I basically was like, you should throw a rock through your car window and light it on fire in the driveway of your compound. And I immediately removed that post because I was like, that's negative energy. That's fanning the deconstruction of the narrative. So he immediately texted me and we had a very positive dialogue. Because, and what I'm saying about this is you can't engage with that mindset with hostility. You can't engage that mindset with current facts. So how, so how I've been doing this, again, reaching out to my liberal friends who somehow have advocated destruction and violations of other people's civil rights in the name of protecting other people. It's so, so convoluted, I can't, I can't even fathom the intellectual gymnastics that must be going on. But then again, when you realize they've been taken over by a cult, a mental virus, a mental cult, and that they have circuit breakers inserted inside of their perception that will trip any time that they begin to switch their true intellectual understanding away from these low frequency energies. So I, I got a hold of my friend and I talked to him and I didn't, I didn't say anything except that I respect you and I look up to you and you are a beacon in my community. But when you're broadcasting a message where you are visibly angry you lose credibility. And my friend was talking about how, you know, people say I'm this and that. And, and, and my friend truly works to better 
impoverished communities. Like this is a truly person who isn't just a uh, an Instagram poster. This dude is someone who actually has spent his many formative years actually trying to write the injustices on Spaceship Earth. And, and so with that said is, is I truly respect this person, but when I saw this person take a delve down the avenue of destruction and low frequency energy, I was like, brother, that's, that's not who you are. And that doesn't solve the problem. And they're like, but, and I go, dude, how are we gonna help anyone if we're angry? Anger is never gonna, and I'll go, let me tell you, dude, is your, what I saw you post on Instagram made me angry. I was angry at you and let me explain why. And he's like, why? It's because I know you're a person of love. I know you're a person of peace. I know you're a person of solution and building a better world but you've allowed yourself to become angry. And I suggest to you that that anger was inserted into you because of the nature of our situation we're in. We've just went through three months of being held prisoners in our own house, being dehumanized in the name of the coof. We're vulnerable to, to these energies attacking us. But I go, brother, you have to you have to stay strong in, in your soul and, and any time that you feel anger or destruction or negativity, you have to stop, pause and go, why do I feel this way? And unpack it and deconstruct it and see what it is. And what you will always find that what it is, is it's the man. It is the man. It is the oppressor. It is the negative frequency. So. How do, I, how do I begin to talk to my friend? I begin to talk to my friend, not in judgment, but in love. I begin to explain to him about forgiveness. And I begin to explain to him that, that the only way to solve this problem is with love. That you're not wrong. We're all in agreement. We are all in agreement that police brutality is unacceptable. And the fact that, that, that it's happening in unprotected communities is, is abhorrent. But I go, we have to be able to have a dialogue about why this is occurring and what the solution is. And then I asked him one simple, simple question. And you can ask this too once you've established the groundwork that you're not out to attack your liberal friends, that you're out to, to, to show them the path of love and understanding to ultimately solve the problem that is affecting these communities, which is this. Like that, the, the, uh, some sort of rotor hammer got started out there. So uh, I asked him this. I go, can you at this point explain to me what the objectives are of this protesting that's being hijacked by looting and violent extremists? I go, can you tell me what the objective is and who the leaders are and who is... Where's the platform? Where's the manifesto? Where is the talking points? Where, what are they trying to accomplish? And it kind of stopped him in his tracks. And he was like, I don't know. I don't know what the goal is. And I go, and there lies the problem. You have protest in the name of injustice without any solution. And that should cause anyone alarm. Anyone alarm. And so we began to have a very productive dialogue at that point. 
and and we spent the and I because I I am a, a I am a one hundred percent advocate for freeing the black community and ethnic communities from the oppression of the police force without a doubt. But we can't do that until we talk about the food desert that that affects these communities. Till we can talk about the nutritional the nutritional hijacking of these communities till we can talk about fatherless children in these communities and the breakdown of the families of these communities till we can talk about why these communities are being held hostage in the first place and if till till we can talk about the influence and negativity of rap music and hip-hop artists and blah 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 the list goes on and on sure the the symptom of it is is a, a the 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 symptom of this oppression is police brutality and and profiling but the cause of that is much deeper and if we don't begin to talk about the causes of this we're in big trouble and and one of the causes of this that I tried to and my friend be, was very empath heard this stuff very much so because he's a smart dude He's a super smart dude. Okay. So again, for anyone who wants to dispel and help, because the civil war is occurring within ourselves as much. So again, solution. The solution base, I talked, told you I was going to talk to you about Minnesota. Now, I, went did, I, I don't generally sit at the, the computer and pull up data points, but here's my notebook I filled with data about Minnesota. And we don't need to look at Los Angeles, Atlanta, New York, anywhere. Minnesota is the perfect Petri dish, if you will, to examine one of the fundamental problems affecting the black community and the, and the generally other part of the, the, the white community that wants to have unity, wants to have love, wants to build a better, brighter tomorrow for our children. So these are straight data points. These aren't, these aren't my hypotheses. These aren't my, my political leanings. This is just straight information that you can, that you can find yourself, but it, you got to kind of grab it from different information. So this is, this is basic information about Minneapolis and Minnesota as a whole, because this is very important to get because the level of oppression in Minnesota is alarming when you begin to look at it. And when you really look at it, you realize that it's the liberal whites who are doing this and that the information is bold and clear. And if we get caught up in dismissing the black movement as justified, we're doing ourselves a great disservice as well as the black community. But we also have to be willing to call out the violence that is that is being perpetrated and realize that it, their their movement and legitimate movement it is is being taken over. So, I'm just going to give you factual information. Minnesota is 63% white, 20% black, 17% Asian. 46% of Minnesota is Democrats. That's how they vote. All right? The governor, the governor, the main leader of the state of Minnesota has been in Democratic hands since 2011. Since 2011, it's had a Democratic leader at the helm. The senators, the two senators in the House of Senate are both Democrats. They've been in, those two 
senator positions have been respectively controlled by Democrats since the year 2000, that's Amy Klobuchar's district, and 2008, which is now controlled by Davis, who previously had Al Franken. And who was Al Franken? The guy who dismissed himself and resigned because he was basically groping women and being an abusive male celebrity and taking advantage of women and got booted out during the Me Too movement which is an interesting factoid. All right, then you go state, then I'm going to go, because in the way it works is the, the House of Representatives, District 5 is where Minneapolis is. So we went from the governor to the state as a whole, and now we're going to focus in on Minneapolis, which is District 5. District 5 of Minnesota is, is the city of Minneapolis. That district has been controlled by the Democratic Party since 19. 19- 1964. Wrap your head around that. Since 1964, the the city of Minnesota has been under Democratic representation in the House of Representatives. Their current representative is Ileana Omar, an out-and-out anti-Jew, an out-and-out racist herself, out-and-out person calling for the destruction of America. She's an interesting character representing District 5, which is Minneapolis. Okay, now let's get to the city of Minneapolis itself. The city of Minneapolis itself has been run by the Democratic Party since 1974. Every mayor since 1974 has been a Democrat. Currently, that mayor now is Jacob Fry. All right. St. Paul, because it's the Twin Cities and we just got to deviate over to St. Paul for a minute. St. Paul has been a democratically controlled city since 2002. Boom. Now let's go to our chief law enforcement officer of the city of Minneapolis. The chief law enforcement officer of the city of Minneapolis is the district attorney. They're the ones who prosecute wrongdoings by the police force. Let's say the chief prosecutorial office. The the police chief there is, is black, by the way. We'll get into that in a minute. So the chief district attorney of the city of Minneapolis is one Michael Freeman, member of the Democratic Farm and Labor Party, which is basically the Democratic Party. He's the district attorney. The district attorney before him was, guess who? Amy Klobuchar, presently the senator from Minnesota, as well as vice presidential candidate. And we'll get more into this. Okay, so with that said, you have a democratically controlled city since 1974 and a democratically controlled district since 1964. So who, so, so who's this cop who kills George Floyd? Chauvin. He's been a member of the Minneapolis Police Department since 2001. He has had 18 complaints. He's been involved in three shootings, one of them fatal. That's not involving, that's not even the George Floyd murder. Okay, this is where it begins to get interesting again. Amy Klobuchar, who was the district attorney of the city of Minneapolis since I believe, I think 2001, something like that. 
She over was in 2006. She was the district attorney of the city of Minneapolis, followed by Freeman. So it's been a democratically controlled district attorney's office because that's a political appointment. You have to be voted in as district attorney. So she's been a democratic district attorney office who went on to be a senator, who went on to be a vice presidential candidate. Boom. She's been the district, was the district attorney in 2006. Okay, let's get into her for a second, dude. There were 40 police-related deaths under her watch. Not one charge was brought by the district attorney's office in all 40 of those police-involved murders or deaths. Let's just say deaths because some of them, you know, it's not always the murder. Okay, there's an interesting case that, that the cop Chauvin was involved with. It, it was called Wayne Rays. Wayne Rays was killed in... in was killed, and um, he was Chauvin was one of six officers. No charges were brought against Chauvin. So he'd already had a record. He has a record of 18 complaints, three shootings, one of them fatal. This is long before we get to George Floyd. The district attorneys never brought charges against any of the police. Boom. Okay. Um... In 2007, in 2007, there's a federal lawsuit brought against the Minneapolis Police Department for discrimination within the police department. Not discrimination against the community. Within the police department, there's a 2007 federal lawsuit because the police department itself is discriminating against itself. Just another, just another fact, factoid in there. Now let's get to the Castillo shooting in 2016. While we have, yeah, while we have a, a Democratic president, let's and let's not forget that during this, we have a Democratic president going back eight years, right? 2008, since 2008, we've had a Democratic president as well until the 2016. Castillo's killed in 2016, right? He's killed by a Hispanic cop, which is interesting. And that case is somewhat questionable all over the place, dude. 2017, you have the Australian woman, Justine Diamond, killed by Minneapolis police officer by a Somali police officer, the city pays out one of the largest settlements in police history with $20 million they pay out to this, this, the Diamond family for wrongful, wrongful murder of their, of their daughter. Okay. Another interesting fact. In 2016, 2016, citizens complaint for one period that was being over-reviewed, there were 439 complaints issued. Half of them were dismissed because they became, they got to be 170 days old, meaning that nobody was looking at the community-based complaints. The community, during one single period during 2016, put in 439 pl- complaints. Over half of them were just ignored. Look, If we don't get to the root of what the problem is 
And Malcolm X was super clear about it. Again, I, I, I suggest you go listen to Malcolm X because Malcolm X breaks it down in the 60s. The Minneapolis political machine has kept the black community of Minneapolis hostage. And if you, if you really look into the history of the Minneapolis police, it is horrifying. It has been an ongoing thing. So again, why do I bring this up? Because the people that are claiming that they want to burn down everything are the same people who have been in control of Minnesota, Minneapolis, the whole time. And they had every opportunity in the world to reform the Minneapolis Police Department. And they haven't. The, the mayors of the city of Minneapolis have turned their back on the community. The police department is overtly racist to the point where there's... So when you have the governor just the other day come out and say, we're launching a... We're suing for a civil rights investigation. That is grandstanding and showmanship. The fact that this community has not been under federal investigation for civil rights violations under the Obama administration because he should have come in in 2008 and immediately began to clean up the police departments. And he didn't because this is an ongoing problem. And, and, and this is where I roll with the black community on this. I'm going to be super clear. The level of police brutality being inflicted upon the black community by the democratically controlled cities they live in is rightfully worthy of their outrage. But unfortunately, white liberal anarchists and LARPers have taken their truly legitimate grievance and hijacked it. And, and, and this, is, this, again, if we're going to help the black community, we have to call these things out. Because at this point, the fact that the black community has not formed their own political party is mind-blowing. And the fact they're being guided to the Democratic Party, which I have the data points to show you, has turned their back on them repeatedly over and over over the years is mind-blowing. Mind-blowing. So if the black community hopes to change the, the police brutality in their community, they better walk away from the Democratic Party and the Republican Party and go form their own political party. The fact that the black party is still operating, the black community is operating in the two-party political system, to me, shows you something's wrong here with the black leadership itself. I don't quite understand how the black leadership has not broken away from these two political parties. With that said, let's move on to the solution that I see at hand as a way to solve one of these problems. The First Amendment. The First Amendment. If you go onto YouTube, you can see police auditors everywhere. Steve, don't confuse the thing, dude. You're, you're missing, you're, you're, you're going off in your, in, your, in your mind thing. If you want to clean up the police department, it's super simple. It's, it's live stream. We need to pass nationwide legislation on the state and local level 
that every cop, every police officer on duty anywhere in the United States of America has a live streaming channel on every social media platform there is. Every cop needs to have their body camera footage live streaming and it's a felony to turn it off. If a cop turns off the live streaming camera, it's a felony. Every cop ought to be required to live stream 24-7 with their name and badge number in the corner of the screen with the ability to call in the police force. And we, the, we the citizenry of the United States, need to be able to have the ability to, act, to, to instantly access the, the mechanisms to stop anything we are witnessing. If you can put a live camera in front of a baby falcon with its little hatchlings, we can, we can live stream every police officer's body cam footage. What we also need to be doing, and again, if you want to go through the same political broken system that has kept the black communities hostage year after year after decade after decade, you're not going to get anywhere. What we need to do is activate ourselves as citizenry with the First Amendment and form cop watch groups that are, that are integrated not only within the black community, but, but community wide, where cop watch groups go and follow the cops. We have a constitutionally protected freedom to monitor them and film them at all times. We don't have the right to get too close to them, but we can film it on them. And what I'll tell you this, for example, if there had been a cop watch group during the George Floyd situation of biracial community-wide people that were dialed in, that had a network going, and those people had been, imagine if the people who had been filming George Floyd's death had been live streaming, live streaming, and that live stream was being monitored and and all of a sudden the Twitter went out and community people showed up. They could have gotten there before he died. People could have come around the corner. All the, the civic people could have showed up. So you would have, especially if you're talking about these impoverished communities that are being brutalized by the police. Because you have live time cop watch guys dialed into the frequencies under full, with full invite by the police, the district attorney, local governments, accountable to civilian boards of appointed local representatives, man. And we go and we monitor the cops. The cops are out of hand in this country, dude. I, I, I've, I've said that for years. And I'm a law enforcement supporter. But if the law enforcement is able to heavy-handedly operate anywhere in the United States of America, we are all having our civil rights, rights violated. And I think that's a super easy thing to do. I, I don't see there needing to be a bunch of money dumped on this problem. I don't, I, all I see is every one of these body cams needs to have a YouTube channel, uh, uh, Instagram channel, uh, 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 wildlife platforms, and dude, it costs nothing to do. It's all free, right? They just, boom. And then you have... In within these communities, especially any of these communities where police brutality is happening, you have cop watch groups that are that are integrated into the system that are, have full permission to roll and, and monitor and have the ability to call in the backups whenever anyone's civil rights are being violated. And we also need to have de-escalation teams. We need to have people that de-escalate situations that are civilian, dude, because the cops... The cops are pit bulls. That's what they do. But we need to have any mediators, 
Mediators that go with these situations and, and de-escalate and de-arm. Look, we can get into the stuff I talked about on the front side of different things, but if we want to solve the problem at hand, which is, I think, a righteous problem, we really need to come up with some quick solutions because these are, these are at our fingertips right now. Also, the other thing that needs to happen is full transparency of police complaint records. There can be no more hiding police records. Police records need to be publicly accessible at all times, dude. And there needs to be a civilian oversight board of all complaints. That's just simple stuff, dude. But again, we're not asserting ourselves as citizens, dude. We have the constitutionally protected freedoms to monitor the police. There's nothing they can do. We don't have to ask for permission. We don't have to sign paperwork. We just need to show up and film them at all times and live stream it. So it's super simple. But what we have to do is we have, look, I spent yesterday and today reaching across the, the chasm to my liberal friend and talking to him about the solutions. You just don't bring up Trump. Just whatever you do, do not bring up Trump because it's the circuit breaker that's been installed by the mind controllers, dude. And when they do bring it up, just maneuver right around it, dude. Don't attach to it. Trump, I'm more and more is a psyop, dude. His leadership on this one's been kind of shitty. I, I have to admit, dude. Like the fact that he hasn't called together major black leaders to the White House at this point is is suicidal, dude. I, I don't understand it. But that's a that's a conversation for a different day. And, and again, there's this we have to be willing to be intellectually honest with what is occurring here. It is a wake-up call. The police brutality affects us all. Yeah. I don't have to worry about it because I'm not loaded. And, and I live in a place where the cops aren't going to hassle me and my tags are paid and all that stuff. But it's real. I see it all the time, man. If you're a Hispanic around here, dude, you're, you're targeted. So let's, to say this is just a black problems, not, not genuine either, dude. And it's, 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 a, it's a policing problem. And, and, and the, my main point is we need to protect the police as well. Because when the police are getting wrongly accused of crimes too. The community cop watch needs to be there to protect them too. It, it, the community needs to protect everybody. That's what the citizenry is about. That's what our constitution is about, is us protecting ourselves by protecting each other. And we've lost our path with what the constitution truly gives us as a civil society. If we don't protect each other, we protect nobody. So with that said, I'm, I've reached, I'm, I'm going to wind it down here for a second. And uh, take, take it easy, Eric. You're, you're, you're a little bit, you're, you're, on the, you're on the wrong frequency about it, dude. Everyone's got to stop with the anger. 
If you have anger about anything in your heart right now, you need to cleanse it. There, there can't be any, do you, does any, everyone get what I'm saying? If there's any grains of anger in you, you've got to squash it. You've got to figure out what that anger's for and forgive it and put it to rest. Because the anger is, is here, I'm just going to help you out, Eric, because let me just, there you go. You're done. I'm not, we're not doing justified anger here, dude. There's no justified anger, dude. We're, we're, we're way past all that, dude. If you want that, dude, throw a brick. Look, if you're that angry, just throw a brick through your car window and light it on fire in your driveway, dude. Okay? Like, just like get it out of your system, dude. But see, I'll tell you what. The people that are truly angry don't want to solve the problem. Because anger will never solve the problem. Because if you're, if you're not the affected community, we need to support and love our affected community. We don't need to jump in the anger trough. We need to, we, these people need our love. These people need our support. These people need us to not add fuel to the fire, but help them put the fire of oppression out, man. Like, does anyone get that? That the, the, the PSYOP occurring right now is to get the people that can help the black community most to be angry enough to burn it all down, which will help nobody, dude. Nobody gets help. Do you know that the, the, the death toll is, at this point is, is 11 people? 11 people have died over the course of this week. They want us angry. They want us divided. We can't be angry. We have to reach out to the people we disagree with most and find common ground. Look, the dude I'm, I'm working on, dude, I love this guy. We don't agree on, on a lot of stuff. But that's not our job to agree with each other. Our job is to be able to disagree civilly so that we can tackle the real problems that are holding us all down. Look, there is legitimate unity about the the nature of police brutality in our society. But that is getting hijacked right now, man. And we have to be super cautious of it because the hijackers of that unity are these people I just broke down for you. The power structure, those are the people that are hijacking this whole thing, dude. Those are the people that have nothing but a political agenda on their mind that are using the righteous grievance of the black community against all of us. Because it's being hijacked by people that don't want to give up their power, dude. Because at this point, the governments are null and void. We've, we've seen that. The, 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 the coof was a lie. The coof was a psyop. They don't have the ability to control us, but we have the ability to control ourselves. See, that's the thing. That's what they, they don't want you to be. Because the guilt and shame, when all this is over, if you've perpetrated in the violence, dude is a tough nut to uncrack, dude. I, I just warn you, man, if you think that, that, that perpetrating and condoning violence 
is going to make you sleep at night down the line. It won't. When you, see, when you see where this goes, if we continue on this path, lots of sleepless nights, dude. And you will sit there and you will ask yourself, why didn't I try to stop the anger within my heart and get it back to a constructive zone, dude? Look, I, I, I'm sitting here, dude. I, can, I could be as... I, I'm not going to join the anger parade, dude. I want to join the solution parade. I want to fix the problem. There is, that's where people don't get it. If I don't join the anger parade, I'm not down to fix the problem. I'm, I am full down. In fact, working on the problem, reaching out, trying to figure out a way to salute because I will, I want to go right now and form a, a cop watch group, but I, it can't be white people leading it has to be us supporting the black community, lifting themselves up. Do you understand what I'm saying? If, if, if the white community goes in there and, and, and does all the work, that's not solving the problem. We have to empower this community and we have to support it. If, if, we're, not, if we're not doing this with love and forgiveness, we're, we're just burning it down, man. We're, we're harming the people we wish to help. And I get, I get where that anger is coming from. All I'm saying is if you can't flip the switch and get the right frequency going, you are perpetuating the violence that is causing the oppression, dude. So check your head, man. Check your heart. Check your soul. Get with God. Clean up this first. You have to check the anger and turn it into a positive and solution-based energy field because the anger is meant to divide us and destroy us. It is not about freeing us. And I'm a firm believer, dude, if there's a, if one person's civil rights on this planet's being abused, everybody's civil rights is being abused. I, I've always stated, I have a 10-year a history on YouTube saying that. I'm not a Johnny-come-lately, dude. So with that said, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to sign off here. I just wanted to get on a positive, positive vibe and a solution based reality. The Minnesota things that there, there's a lot of valuable information there because the first thing we have to do if we're going to help is, is, is help the, the black community away from the democratic party and form their own political machine. The black community needs to have their own political machine, dude. It can't be. The fact that it can't be these same old characters that are helping to co-sign their captivity. Anyway, it's the illusion. Signing off. Have a beautiful day. Be strong. Be beautiful. Be loving. Be kind. Introduce yourself everywhere you go. Good night or good afternoon. We'll see when we see each other later.